I'm Sunny Linarduzzi. Welcome to the Sunny Show podcast for the bright side of being your own boss and building your own life. My definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything else personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Well, it's that time of the year again. Of course, in January, we're all thinking about our goals and how to become better versions of ourselves. So there's really no one else that I could think of that would be a better fit to talk about this than Elise from Raw Alignment. She truly is a thought leader within the self-care and self-development space, and she's made a big impact in a very short period of time. What I love most about Elise is that she's truly vulnerable about her journey, and that is how she's helped over one million million growth-focused individuals in her community become the best versions of themselves. We talk about the big and the little tactical daily changes Elise made to go from depressed and suicidal to owning an empire and living her best life, or as she likes to say, her dream life, and how you can start living your dream life today. In fact, you probably already are, and we're going to talk about that in this episode. The main message Elise shares through social media is the concept that we are all worthy of living in abundance in every aspect of our lives. She believes that when we rise up and stand strong in our true power, we naturally make a positive ripple effect in the world, and that's what this year is all about for each of us. So I'm so excited to have Elise on the podcast. We dive into so much good info, not only about your personal well-being, but also about how to build a business in alignment with who you are. Lots of gold nuggets in this episode. I'd love for you to share it out and tag both myself at Sunny Leonard Uzi and Elise at Raw Alignment on Instagram and your stories, and we will be sure to share it with our tribes as well. We want to hear your thoughts and your feedback and your biggest takeaways from this episode. So go ahead and screenshot it right now, share it out on Insta, and we're going to dive in to this episode. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show, and I feel like this is so perfect to dive into a new year because you are all about alignment. You are all about really figuring out what truly feels good for you and living your life in that way. And you have done some bold things (laughs) in your journey to living your life the way that you want to live it. So if people aren't familiar with you, can you give a little bit of background on who you on who you are and what your journey has been to this point? Yes, absolutely. So, my name is Elise. Um, I'm from Raw Alignment, which is kind of a community brand business that I created. I want to say four years ago. Honestly, it's hard to keep track at this point. Um, things are just constantly evolving. Um, But back in the beginning, before I jumped in and created Raw Alignment, I was kind of in the depths of despair, like physically and mentally, emotionally, every way. I just felt like I was in a dark place. I I didn't feel good in my body and I felt depressed and suicidal and uh, so many things that I was struggling with. And I just kind of realized when I hit my rock bottom and did something that I had never done before that that wasn't the life I was put here to live. And that like when I was young and I was a kid, like I had so much fun and I was so happy all the time. And then something changed. And I knew that the thing that changed wasn't the real me. Like the real me was happy and fulfilled. And so I started to make big shifts in my life, but they were kind of little things. It it just felt big because it was all at once. And I basically just dove into self-care and treating my body well, both speaking kindly to myself 
and nourishing my body and I started to feel better and honestly transformed so quickly that I just wanted to share my journey with others and that's that's how it all began um yeah I don't know how far you want me to go with with um everything you can go as far as you want to go whatever makes you feel comfortable (laughs) you've definitely had a very interesting journey so and I think there's a lot of people probably listening right now thinking you know it's a new year and there's so much pressure in this month for people to feel like they have to crush these goals and like really make some major changes and all these things. And I think it's really important to hear you say it was just little things that made like a massive difference for you. Um, so I think it's, it's cool to share your journey and share that process because I know there's a lot of people right now that are going through something similar, um, that would love to hear how you've turned things around so drastically. Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to all of the little little tweaks here and there, um, nourishing my body, exercising, like spending alone time, meditating, journaling, like all of those little things, I also did make big shifts and I didn't hold back. But for a while I did. For like about a year to two years of my life, I was in school and I started to treat my body better and I created raw alignment and really just wanted to help others because other people were watching me make these little changes and they were stunned. They were like, cool, can you like, can you guide me in doing something similar? So I started to get really into coaching and just in general impacting people positively. And with that, I recognized that my major in school wasn't really aiding me in making that happen. Um, and it's funny because I was in school for health coaching, mm. but I didn't really feel like it was propelling me forward with raw alignment, which I was just so passionate about. Like I used to answer Instagram comments in school and it just got to a point where school was um, causing a lot of anxiety and tension in my life and my mind. And I wanted to drop out and I was raised in a way of thinking that I just couldn't like that was my foundation for success in life, which I totally understand because other generations, it, it might have been that way. Um, And so I let that eat me up for about a year. And I just got to this point where I couldn't take it anymore. And a friend of mine, uh, an acquaintance at the time, had shared this sentence with me that we don't need the approval of other people in order to pursue our dreams. And in that moment, that was like exactly what I needed to hear in order to release the like deep desire for my parents to approve of me Mm. and for society to approve of me. And from that moment on, it was very much so what I wanted to do. And I dropped out of school and I moved to Hawaii and I got dreadlocks in my hair and I lived on a fruit farm uh, and I lived in a van after that. And from that point on, I just, I kept gaining momentum, realizing that, wow, when I do what my intuition leads me to do, like life is so fun Mm -hmm. and I don't feel tension. Um, So going into a new year, if I could share any message, it would be knowing that you don't need the approval of other people in order to jump into something big. I love that so much. I feel like I just want to like have that in front of me at all times. I know. <laughs> because I feel like we all we all struggle with that on some level. Um, and I think I think everyone in the world really has a point where it's this pinnacle turning point of you're either going to believe that and do things your own way, or there's people who on their deathbed are still in a place where they're like, damn, I wish I had done X, Y, and Z, but I was so worried about what everyone else 
thought. And I think a common theme for everyone who I've had on this podcast, it's been very similar to that sentiment where you have to hit a point where you're like, I just can't care about what other people mm-hmm. think anymore. And of course, you're still human. Of course, you're still going to feel yes. crappy when people have their opinions and whatever else. But if you can try and stay true to that, you are able to do so many more amazing and big things in your life because you're not playing small to appease everybody else. So I just want to commend you for that because I think that's really, really important to touch on. Um, And I think it's really like moved to Hawaii, lived on a fruit farm. Like this is not a normal (laughs) path and I think it's so awesome. Um, And Hawaii is truly, Maui particularly for me is one of my happy places. So Mm -hmm. I just love that you did that. So let's talk about alternative living because that's something that I think has been a big part of people being so fascinated by your journey. Um, so can you explain exactly what that means? Yeah. So, I mean, alternative living to me means a lot of what I just shared and what you just shared, just like releasing those expectations and those, and like the pressure from society and like, uh, yeah, just really listening to your heart and your intuition and what your body is telling you. Because I've noticed that there are signs like anxiety, tension, depression, like panic attacks, just like all, I don't know, just freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those are signs to me that I am not taking a route that honors myself. And so to me, alternative is just whatever really works for us and not, not feeling like we need to fit into a box. And uh, yeah. And to me, like alternative, (laughs) alternative living is like our happy place. And that's where we get to really share like who we are. And I feel like that's, that's the space where like so many crazy inventions are made and all of these epic things in the world. When I think of like, wow, somebody like created that. That's so epic. Like they were living to their standard, not Mm. society's standard. I, yeah. I mean, I think like the biggest things in the world, the biggest inventions and the craziest people who did the craziest things that have made lasting legacies are the people who kind of just said F it and are like, I'm going to live my life my own way. Um, And it's proven time and time again. So I want to go into some of these little changes that you made because obviously health goals and just like being a better human are top Mm -hmm. of mind right now when we're kicking off a new year. So what are some of the little changes that you made that made a really big difference for you that would be easily uh, implementable, I guess that's a word, for our audience? Yeah. Um, okay. Biggest changes I've made. Um, the first thing that came to mind was releasing relationships that I didn't feel were quite fitting for me anymore. Mm. And I really don't like the term toxic relationships or toxic people. Um, because I feel like both people in the friendship or in the intimate relationship or whatever play a role in creating what it is. But I do believe that sometimes there comes a time where both people are not adding value to each other's lives. And that was huge for me because in doing so, I opened more space and more time and more mental energy and physical energy to meet new people and to attract new people, new like-minded people, people who can challenge me and support me um, into my life. So that was, that was huge. And was that, Um, and was that like friendships, boyfriends, was that everything or it was was family? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was literally everything. Um, moving across the Pacific ocean to Hawaii was helpful in doing so. Um, because there was literally a physical barrier. Um, but yeah, I, I released friendships. I, 
did release um, a partner, a boyfriend, um, and my parents too. I moved away from my parents. I started contacting them less. Um, yeah, and that that could be a whole nother discussion in itself. But it was, yeah. it was all relationships. Yeah, I can imagine how challenging that would be, and I think it's it's a question that I get asked a lot because I think that it does require. I mean, everyone says like your vibe attracts your tribe, and you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I know those yeah. are catchphrases, and they can be misinterpreted and everything else. But I really do believe that if you surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you and push you um, and are doing the things that you aspire to do, it immediately resets your reality of like, oh, that's possible. Um, mm-hmm. So relationships are so important and being cautious with your relationships and not being a people pleaser to just appease everybody else and just be in relationships yeah. with people, whether it's friends or family or a partner, um, because you feel like you should it's really important to cut those off, but it's really hard to do. So just, yeah. I know that you yeah. want to get into the other things that you made changes on, but just if someone's listening right now going, yeah, I know there's relationships that I need to let go of or walk away mm-hmm. from. How, how did you do it? Yeah. So there is one perception shift that like made this so much easier for me. And that is recognizing that if you're not fully in it, if you're not a hundred percent invested in that relationship, the other person can feel that. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to the other person. So if you can think of it in that way, that it's not just selfish, it's not just like, I'm taking myself out of this relationship and the other person's going to suffer. Like they can already feel that you're not invested. They can already feel and sense that something's up, even if you've said absolutely nothing and don't think that your behavior or anything has showed them, like we can pick up on that as humans and in you stepping away and taking a step back and just allowing more space in your life, you're also doing that for them. So they can mm-hmm. find somebody who's 110% there for them and just like be okay with that. Mm, I love that. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And it does change the narrative from like toxic to doing it in such a loving way that's beneficial for both parties, regardless of what yeah. the state of the relationship is in. So exiting or removing yourself from relationships that weren't serving you, I guess, um, was really a big piece to all of these major changes that you made in your life from going from, you know, being depressed and you mentioned suicidal to being in this place now where I think everybody looks at you. And of course, social media is different than what real life is, but everybody looks at you now and they're like, oh man, she seems so content and at peace with who she is. It's a big change. So that was one of them. What was another small or big change that, that led to this? Yeah. Um, okay. A small change was something that I did immediately upon my like black or white mentality jumping into self-care was I journaled every day a mm-hmm. full page to the very end of the page for six months straight. And I like, it's funny, I didn't even have the goal of six months. I just, I think I set maybe like a 30 day goal and that changed my life because during that time that I was transitioning away from certain relationships, I was in solitude a little bit and I was able to find friend within myself through journaling and just like fully express myself, fully express like all of my negative emotions and feelings and my goals and just like everything, whatever I was feeling that day, whatever I needed to release or process or like plan out, I did that through journaling. And that was huge. And I always look back to that time as like the most transformative period in my life. And it was that consistency of just like expressing myself time and time again. Because when we hold things in, like uh, it just, it wrecks us. It does for sure. And journaling is such a fascinating thing. So when I was going through a really hard time in my life about four years ago, um, 
I started doing a gratitude journal. And so I just like, cause I was, I never journaled in my life before. It wasn't something I was really used to. And it always felt a little bit awkward and weird to me, but I was like, okay, I can start. This is easy. If I just make a list every day. And my goal was at least find three things that you're grateful yeah. for every day at the beginning. And to this day, like, I don't think I've ever written just three. I think it's always been a page of like 10 or 20 things <laughs> because yeah. when you start to look for the things to be grateful for, you find more. Um, Absolutely. But journaling, it's something that I've just started doing recently where it's more like free hand and free writing. Um, do you have any tips for kind of tapping into that and being able to write a full page in your journal every day? Yeah. Um, so I used to like, I used to write little like journal prompts for myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I would start off by writing a question. Like it could be, what are your thoughts on this? Or what's your opinion on that? Or what's something that you're currently struggling with? And what is one thing that you can do to overcome it and what's one challenge that's standing in your way and then what's one way you can solve that challenge. Um, so that little frame in itself, if you were to do that every day, like what are you struggling with? How can you overcome it? What's the challenge that you foresee happening? And like what's one way that you can really push onward? That in itself is like such an easy thing to go through and I feel like there's always a little struggle, whether it's like I spilled something on myself or I'm late or I feel secure or whatever it is. Yeah, totally. And I think it's, it's really interesting. And I think it's really awesome that you did it for six months straight because um, when I've started to do it consistently, what I notice is the same patterns come up over and over again. And if you're not putting it out on paper, it's really hard to see those patterns. And it, if you yeah. can't see them and you're not aware of them, it's really hard to make the changes on them. So I think that's great. And my prompts in my journal now are, what am I grateful for? What am I proud of myself for? And what do I desire more of? So yeah. those have been helpful for me in creating more like free writing um, as opposed yeah. to just doing the list every single day. But wherever you start is a good place to start because like you said, as soon as you get it out of your head, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on gratitude too, since you just shared a bit about that. Like something that has really kept me grounded um, through this whole life experience of like wanting to reach this next level and wanting to improve my body in this way or my business in this way or whatever it is. Like there's always more that we can have. And I had a friend ask me, um, I don't know, it might have been like a year ago at this point where I was, I was living in this beautiful house on a cliff looking over the ocean in Hawaii. And she was like, like, when do you think you, you realized that you were living your dream life? And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. But <laughs> ask that because I feel like if it wasn't for my perception of being grateful for what I have, I wouldn't be living mm -hmm. my dream life. Like, oh, that's so good. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's like, oh, I, that's that's such a good way to explain it because I, I, it's funny. I was trying to explain this this morning to somebody, and I was like, it's it's basically like when you become aware of what you're grateful of, you have more to be grateful for, yeah. and all of these really wonderful things just start coming into your life. But it's because yeah. you have the awareness for it. So, can you just repeat what you just said if you remember what you just said? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be living my dream life right now if I wasn't aware of all the things I was grateful for. Like mm -hmm. if I wasn't in a space of gratitude, there would still be a bigger house, a better house, a better position in my company. Like there would always be more, but then you're not living your dream life. And like yeah. we can choose to live our dream life at any time mm -hmm. and we can still attract more and we can still have goals. But the thing that makes it feel dreamy and freaking amazing is just like expressing gratitude. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's so huge. I talk about it all the time. I feel like a broken record because it really did. I always say like it changed my life. Um, I was just, just watching your story this morning about that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it really did. It changed my life. And, um, and I think the irony of it is that I didn't start doing it in a place where I was like, yay, rainbows and puppy dogs yeah. and things are really good right now. Yeah. Like started doing it in a place where it was hard for me to yeah. identify what was the thing in my life to be grateful for. So it's, I think you can start at any time. And the, the point about like your dream life is I think we often think our dream life is so aspirational and so far off, but Mm -hmm. if you really take note of what's in your life right now, you probably have way more than you ever thought was possible. And the old younger version of yourself wished for Mm -hmm. is where you are right now. But if you don't stop to really take that in and be grateful for it, you're never going to be really that happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was beautiful. Well said. Really well said. You just explained it better than I've explained it in four years. <laughs> uh, I can explain it that way too. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, are there any other big changes that you made um, that really kind of made the difference, big or small, like I said, that made the difference for you in getting to this place where you do feel like you're, you're in alignment? Ah, oh, let's see. Um, one mindset shift um, has really helped me, and that's recognizing that I actually talk about this on my story today, but like the world doesn't need more people who are just getting by and mm-hmm. just surviving and just going through the motions. The world needs people who are going to at least do one thing every single day that's going to propel them forward and make them healthier, make them stronger, make them more knowledgeable or wise, like just moving forward every single day. The world needs that. Like our community needs that. Our society as a whole needs that. Like our parents, our friends, like everybody will be positively impacted if we enhance ourselves in as many ways as we can. Just like small steps though. Mm-hmm. And I think recognizing that and continuing to focus on the bigger vision instead of just like, I want to get the fittest I've ever been, or I want to create this epic business. It's like, but why? Because it's impacting the world and the world that. They don't need me to just like play small. Well, and I think that's a really interesting conversation, especially right now, because of course everyone's setting goals and that's like the hot topic and whatever else. And I'll often talk about that. I haven't, I haven't achieved any goals that were based on logic. All of the goals Mm -hmm. that I've achieved that have been really amazing in my life have been based on how I want to feel. Um, and that was such a light bulb moment for me a while back where I was like, Oh, it really isn't about what like logically I think I should be doing. It's about how I want to feel on a daily basis. And it tends to be things that are a lot simpler that make you feel the happiest than the big things that you think you should have in your life. And so you do this thing every month where, um, you set your goals and you share them on Instagram and you, first of all, I don't know if you're making them or somebody else is making them, (laughs) but they're beautiful. And my writing's like a five-year-old. So, (laughs) so I admire how beautiful your goals are as, as well as impactful. And I think it's really cool because you share them and there's a level of accountability when you're sharing your goals with that big of an audience or really any audience Mm -hmm. at all, which is a big key to achieving your goals. But goal setting for you, like how do you set goals that you actually make real? Hmm. Um, so that's a funny question because I feel like among my community, I'm in some ways by some people known to like set goals and not always reach them. But like, I don't care because normally (laughs) that's such big goals that even if I reach it 75%, 
Like I'm still reaching, I'm still getting somewhere that's so much farther than if I were to set like a very, very small goal. That's my personal method is like I set huge, massive goals. Like if I just think like, oh, that would be epic if I did that, I set that goal. I don't, I don't even think like, this might be like a little more achievable. Like I go for the home stretch. Mm. Um, I go all the way and that really helps me just think big. And like I said, if I don't reach it, like I don't, I don't take a stab to my ego at that. I'm not like, oh shoot, I failed. Like I'm a failure of a person. It's like, no, look at how much I did. And I probably wouldn't have done that much if I were to set a goal that was like half the size. Totally. And everyone's process is so different when it comes to goals. There really isn't this like one size fits all sort of thing. You have to figure out, yeah, you figure out what works for you and customize it to you. And when you find the thing that works, do it regularly and have that accountability of sharing it even with like your best friend or your family, whoever it may be, because there is a certain level of you feeling more accountable when you do speak it out loud. And also I believe when you say anything out loud, it's more likely to really happen. Or when you write it down, it's more likely to really happen. Um, So let's just, I want to touch on that real quick. Yeah. Yes. I'm a for sure black or white person. Like I set crazy goals, but often when I'm helping people set their goals, I don't tell them to do that. So I just Mm -hmm. want to clear the air that like, I don't suggest anyone does. Everyone does that. I think you're right. It's not a one size fits all. And some people work really well with like little steps every day. Like what's one thing you can do to reach this big, massive goal. But And I think that's really interesting because I actually, when you said that, I think it, it depends kind of how your brain operates and obviously a lot of the programming that you have in your brain. And for me, what I've realized about myself is that, um, have you read the book Rocket Fuel? No, I haven't. Okay. It's a great book. And um, I think actually it was Rachel, who's a mutual friend of ours and has been on the show before. Um, Mm -hmm. She recommended it to me and it basically breaks down whether you're a visionary or an integrator in your business. Mm -hmm. And obviously not everybody's going to perfectly fit into these roles, but I really, I, when I read that book, I was like, oh, okay. I'm a visionary to a T. Like I took Mm -hmm. the test hundred percent visionary. Um, and when you are that kind of a thinker, you work way better with big vision goals. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that for you, writing these big, crazy, audacious goals is what helps you achieve them. Whereas yeah. the integrator role or someone who thinks more like on a step-by-step basis needs baby yeah. steps. They don't, hearing a big vision, it makes them really anxious. Yeah. So yeah. it's important to understand and really tune into who you are and what works for you. And like based on past patterns, when you have achieved something, what were the things that you did to help you get there? Was it little micro steps on a daily basis or was it thinking this big, crazy goal and then basically working backwards from there? Um, so I think that that just, it was a light bulb moment for me as you were talking about that because yeah. you're clearly a visionary. Yeah. So it makes sense that that would be what would work for you. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about sort of, sort of like the more tactical stuff of what your journey has been because it's really, really impressive what you've been able to do. I mean, you've built a tribe of almost a million subscribers um, on YouTube and obviously YouTube plays a big role in my business. And um, it really did change my life because when I started on YouTube, I had a handful of clients. And then by the end of year one, we had thousands of clients. So Mm -hmm. um, it really made a big difference for me. So what has that journey been like for you to go from sort of like doing this on your own to all of a sudden like mass visibility online? Yeah. Um, it was really, really crazy because I was on YouTube for, I think a year and a half and I had around 50,000 subscribers. Um, most of them came from my journey, moving to Hawaii and doing all the crazy things. Cause people were like, what the heck are you doing? 
But then I, I had dreadlocks at the time. So I had this video go viral of me brushing out my dreadlocks and like showing how much hair came out. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, so then I went from 50,000 to 350,000 in a matter of a week. Wow. Yeah. That was like the initial change in my personal life and my business life because up until that point, I very, I barely saw it as a business. Um, I saw it as just like the side fun thing that I wanted to blossom. And I just like had such a big feeling it would, but I had no idea what business was like to me, business was like men in suits (laughs) and marketing and sales were like foreign words that I wanted to know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that there were so many people interested in what I had to share, I wanted to start creating and sharing in different ways than just videos. Um, So that's kind of when I dove into the business realm and kind of just tuning into what else I could share with the world. And from there, it has just blossomed. Let's break that down because I know there are a lot of people listening to this right now going, okay, but wait, (laughs) how does that happen? Because the funny thing is my journey is really not that different from yours in the sense that when I started doing YouTube videos, I completely started by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, I just started doing it because I basically wanted to be able to answer my client questions in one fell swoop with a video Mm -hmm. instead of having to get on the phone or go to meetings. So, so busy. Um, And so I started by accident. I had no subscribers and overnight things kind of skyrocketed for me. So, but in the same time, I didn't think of it as a business at all. I had Mm -hmm. no idea what an online business was at the time. Um, It took me about six months to even be like, oh, I guess I could leverage this to like start building a list. Didn't know what a list was at the time or create a course. Didn't know what an online course was at the time. Like this has happened over three years for me and four years, I think for you. And it's been this journey of really starting from a place of this is fun. I enjoy doing this. I love sharing knowledge. I love being able to help people not thinking about it as a business. And I know the learning curve for me has been steep um, and continues to be very steep because I don't think I innately um, think as a business owner or a CEO does. Uh, I'm I'm learning and I'm getting good at it, (laughs) but I am definitely not innately that human. So um, I would love to know, and I know people listening would love to know, how did you make that transition from like, this is fun. I'm going to share this journey on YouTube. You build all these subscribers and then you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a business. What did that look like? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, yes, yes, yes. To everything (laughs) you just said, I still feel like I'm running a business. Like I'm just playing my way through life. Totally. (laughs) So that's like the summary of the answer I'm about to give you. But um, it really just started with with recognizing that there were people who wanted to learn from me and that I had things to share and that I really had fun going through the process of creating eBooks, creating little courses, like helping people go vegan and how to lift weights and change their mindset. There were just all of these little digital and physical products that I started creating. I created a positive affirmation coloring book about a year ago. Um, and I started selling apparel with the raw alignment logo, which was created before the videos went viral. So I had like some sort of a foundation and like I was trying to figure out what I was doing, but there was never a plan. And honestly, just in this past year, there's been like a deliberate plan and I've been bringing people on board to help me create things. Um, I mean, I'm still really the creator. Um, I guess they're more of integrators just to help with things that just became too much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
what, how do I answer this? Honestly, just like creating random things that excited me that people expressed interest in. Like people asked for a coloring book when I started showing my artwork. Right. Um, so a lot of it has been like answering people's questions in the form of products and services. But like, I know you're like, this is the most simple answer, but like, this is the simplest way to tell people how to like really start monetizing their audience. And I think what's really cool about it is, um, that's usually my answer too. I'm like, people ask questions. I then decided to deliver on the questions. Um, and I think it's, it's a bonus, such a big bonus. And this is why I'm such a big proponent of a, a platform like YouTube. When you have an audience, your audience will tell you what they want. And then it's up to you to create products and services that are crazy valuable for them. And they will buy them because you've provided so much valuable information to them and so much free content to them that there is this level of reciprocity where they're like, yeah, of course I want to support you. Mm -hmm. And you've built this tribe. So I think it's so vital to focus on building the audience that you want first and then being like, okay, cool. What can I sell to you? Um, So I, I mean, it makes perfect sense as to why it's worked for you. So the evolution of it has really been you sort of creating these random things in your words yeah. to where is the business at now? Like what's the structure of your business now? What are your products and services now? And, and how is the business? Yeah. How's the business structured? Yeah. Okay. So, um, now I have some team members on board, which has been really so fun to like work with others and socialize more. Cause as entrepreneurs and especially the CEO, like it could get lonely. And so yes. having a team, it's like super fun. It's like a little family now. Um, and it's a very small team. Um, there's only one person on my team who's full-time right now, and it's my best friend. Um, so that's fun. And pretty much everyone who's freelancing and working for Raw Alignment are people that I know. And yeah, it's so beautiful to be able to like compensate people mm-hmm. that I love for helping yeah. to like contribute to this greater mission. So the structure of Raw Alignment currently, obviously on the works is always in the works. Like I don't think that really many entrepreneurs know exactly what they're doing in every way, shape or form. And I definitely don't. So, but at the same time, I have learned so much. Um, So my favorite um, service or event that I offer are the raw alignment retreats. And up until this year, they have been hosted in Hawaii. um, And now they're going to be all over the world. So we have one in Australia, we have them, I call it the mainland because I'm still in Hawaii mindset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but we also have one in Hawaii. So that, that's my favorite thing. And they're six days long and we just transform people's lives. Well, we provide them the space for them to transform and for them to share things they've never shared before. And that's like my happy spot is like being that. in person with people. Um, and then I also have a monthly membership, which is something I created last year and that might be evolving. Not really sure. Um, but right now it's just kind of like, every little aspect of raw alignment, like there's a fitness program, recipes, self, self growth challenges, um, support and a few other things. Um, and that's the simple business structure right now. Um, but then also just like heaps of content. Like I love YouTube and have been getting into Instagram more and yeah, I'm writing emails every week and yeah, I'm on all the platforms. So it's like all the free stuff and then the retreat and the membership right now. Love it. And I'm I'm sure that you are asked this question. It's something that I'm asked a lot. People are always like, but you give away so much free content. Why would people want to buy from you? Do you often get the differentiation between like the free and the paid content? And how do you answer that question? Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I don't necessarily get that question, but I get the question of like, why is it so expensive? Mm. And I think that's just because right now my audience is still on the younger side. Um, 
because I'm, I think a lot of my audience is like my younger self and they're just confused. They're like, it's just like kind of out of their realm of thinking right now. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but like a portion of of my community. Um, And like the retreats are just powerful. And the way that I respond to that, I guess, is from personal experience. Like when I invest heavily financially in myself, my level of motivation is like so much higher than if I were to just pay for like a $10 ebook or something. I cruise through it and like just don't ever return to it. Um, but if I go to an event or I enroll in a mastermind or high level coaching of any sort, like I am there, I'm like in it to win it because I paid for it and I paid for it at the max of my level of like, okay, I don't think that I would pay any more than this. This is like the max, um, or maybe even past that. But that's kind of the way I explain it is just from personal experience. Like, uh, yeah, it's skin in the game. (laughs) Yeah, it's skin in the game. I always say that I'm like, once you have skin in the game, which means like for me, it means the same thing. And when I'm investing in something seriously, I'm like, I'll be, I'm fully transparent about this. I don't know if I've ever shared this number, but in the last like two years, I would say I've probably invested about $200,000 into Mm -hmm. like my own business development, mentorship, et cetera, like workshops, all those things. Um, And I don't see that number going down. I see it going up because the more that I do invest in myself in the right people, the more the business has grown. Um, So I see it as being one of the best investments I can make. But I think another thing too, when it comes to like the free versus paid content that I always talk about is that I kind of relate it to like if you were going to see a doctor or you're going to see a hairdresser for me, I am not going to see a hairdresser. I have a lot of hair. So do you. Um, I'm not going to see a hairdresser without a referral from a friend. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's kind of like when you're putting out free content, you become your own referral because Mm -hmm. you're proving you know what the hell you're talking about and you're doing it without any expectation. And so people get to know you, they get to trust you, they get to see that you're actually an expert at what you're talking about. And then they're like, well, yeah, if I want to learn about self-care or fitness or growth, I'm of course going to invest in you because you've already proven to me that you're the person I should be going to. Or for me, it's if you want to learn about online marketing or YouTube or social media, you're obviously going to invest in me because I have proven to you for three years that I know what I'm talking about. So it's really becoming your own referral with the free content and then people will want to invest in your paid content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's something important in what you just said, which is that like you've been providing this free content for for three years or so. And what I notice is that like my tribe who's been here since the dreadlocks and the van life and all like the start of it all, they are they're so much quicker to jump on board with whatever I want to share. Even if people who have just tuned in are like in a desperate time in their life, like they don't they don't know as much about me. So it's mm-hmm. so important to just like give and share and be vulnerable and share your story and like everything. Um, It's so important for anyone who's starting out there. Totally. And it's scary, but I mean, take it from both of us. We both started without a real plan in place (laughs) and it seems to be working okay. Um, I wanted to touch on, you know, the growth that you've seen because obviously when you started this, the intention I don't think was to build like this massive tribe or audience that you have now. Um, But you do have this massive audience now. And I watched one of your recent videos and I'm going to link to it below because I found it really interesting. Um, And you basically said like, I'm human too. And what comes along with building a big audience, there are so many positives but there also is a level of needing to justify your decisions and needing to justify your actions to people who don't even know you really. Um, So I find it really fascinating why people 
feel the need to voice their negative opinions to someone that they don't really know. It's, it's like yeah. a fascinating psychology thing for it me. Um, but with your growth, because I'm sure everyone listening is like, yes, I want to achieve that level of success. Mm-hmm. I want to grow my following to that number. Let's dive into the other side of it, which is the scrutiny that comes along with it. Oh, goodness. Where do I start? <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes it can get pretty intense. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. I feel like with a lot of my big decisions, um, for example, last two summers ago, I hiked half of the Appalachian Trail and I was sharing my whole journey along the way. Like I had someone editing and uploading videos of my journey for me and people were so invested and it was amazing. Like they were so into the story and that is great in itself. And especially if that motivates people. But I think that a lot of the people tuning in, or some, I should say, really held me on this pedestal in a way that like me reaching the goal of reaching Katahdin, hiking the entire Appalachian Trail, which is over 2,000 miles, and me doing that, like that gave them permission to reach their goals. Mm. And because I stopped halfway, some people responded and said like, oh, because you couldn't do this, like now I don't think I can reach my goal either. And that in that moment, I was like, wow, this is so interesting how the connection can kind of turn into like an unhealthy connection. Yes. And yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, but in response to like negative comments, um, I really try to first think about how can I take this constructively? Like, is there something that I can change to enhance what I'm doing on my end? And multiple times, like lots of times there are, like I can prepare and create an outline for my videos and make sure I'm going to talk about things that might slip my mind if I just turn on the camera and roll with it. That's been one of my big lessons. So there are definitely things that I gain from comments um, and people's suggestions, but then there are comments where they're name calling, (laughs) which is like, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> and then, yeah, just like really, really harsh things with no, no little positive twist on it. No, like, but I support you or like, but no, no anything. It's just like, yeah. Rough. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, I just think like, okay, this person is struggling with something in their life because, or they just don't know how to communicate what they're trying to say. Like they were maybe never taught how to communicate constructively to somebody, even if it's something they really want to change. Like they might just not know. And Like, that's not personal for me. That's not my fault. And I can't take that to heart, but I can send them love and try to pay less attention to those comments and not take them personally and just focus more on the people who I am, who are supporting me and who are giving me constructive criticism. Cause I love that. Like, I want to know how I can enhance things. So that's a little bit about it. Well, I think, and I, I mean, I watched that full video and I just was sitting there cause I think everyone who has any kind of a following, whether it's three people or 300,000, you're going to receive polarity and you're going to receive people who maybe don't agree with all your opinions. And I think that's totally cool. And I'm the same way. I'm like, if this is constructive, I will take it because I want to learn and I want to get to know my audience better. Um, But I do think that, especially in your case, because you're dealing with really personal topics and things that are so triggering for people like fitness, like self-care, because there's so much shame if you're feeling like you're not on track with those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you're just a big, huge mirror for people. And so if you're a big, huge mirror for people to be like, hi, you're not doing the things that you really want Mm -hmm. to be doing. 
that's so triggering for Ugh. for people that like they just they don't know where else to direct it but you. And so I think that you've handled it really well. And I think you have such a good like perspective of it um, because it can be challenging. And I can imagine that there's been times where you're just like on the floor, like what the F, this is so <laughs> frustrating. Um, and you're so, just trying to do your best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was like the month before I made that video. Um, I was just like, what do I answer? Do I ignore? What, what do I do? But something that you shared reminded me that I've literally had people comment on videos in the past year that said like, hey, I used to follow you a couple years ago, but I have to be honest, like I just could never, I wasn't ready to hear what you had to say. Mm. And they came back and they were like, but now I get it. Now I'm listening and now I'm transforming my life and I'm doing the things. God so bless those people. Like, right? God bless. Yes. And itself like really gives me hope and... In regards to responding to things and, and people feeling like I, I'm required to do that, um, I kind of just feel it out. And like in this past situation, I waited a full month because I honestly didn't know what was like the best decision to make. But when it came down to it, I just kind of felt like in me sharing my truth, like people are learning that I'm human. And I think that's mm -hmm. important. And mm -hmm. not like shying away from any topic is something that I kind of just, I stand behind. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that everybody has to do that. And I think that you're right with the fact that like, I talk about so many things, so many personal things, like I'm kind of here to talk about those things. And not everybody who's on YouTube, who is on YouTube is. So I don't think that everybody has to <sighs> address everything. I agree. I, I agree, like but I do think it makes you more human. And I think that it's really important for people to understand that like, we're in a really weird space and time right now where there are people who are not, you know, we're not like trained in acting or whatever, or like go to PR school or have a PR team behind us. Like a lot of like big time celebrities do, but yet we have massive audiences or followings and like, we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> so, and like yours is very, your following is very big and very vocal and you're just doing the best you can. And I think that's all you can do. And I think the more that you portray that you're a real human being and this stuff does affect you, the more people are like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe I'm just like taking my own stuff out on this poor person that I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think the more you do it too, it sets an example and a standard for other creators or other people that are in the public eye uh, to do the same thing, to make yeah. people have a little more empathy or sympathy or whatever it might be to treat everyone in much kinder way mm -hmm. um, than just word vomiting venom at people. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I want to do the speed round with you. We're going to wrap up in just like two minutes or so, but we okay. do the speed round every time. Um, and it's, it's not one word answers just as quickly as possible. Okay. Um, but before I do that, I wanted to ask you, obviously your business is named Raw Alignment and I love that name so much. Yeah. What does Raw Alignment mean to you? Okay. Raw Alignment it started from a place when I was eating completely raw, but it always kind of meant like raw and authentic in addition to the raw food. And then alignment, it's so crazy because when I created that name, it was, it was with um, my partner at the time. Um, I didn't even really know what alignment meant. And then like, yeah. as time has gone on, I've like realized raw alignment is the most, the like, 
most possible suitable name that I could have created. And so alignment to me is kind of bringing it all the way back to the beginning when we first started talking is just honoring our intuition and not following that path that we are told we have to follow, but just going in whatever direction we feel um, and always staying connected to that and following that. Um, so that's the general. I love it. That's beautiful. Okay. Ready for the speed round? I think so. Okay. (laughs) Don't be nervous. It'll be fun. Okay. Best business book every entrepreneur should read. Oh, snap. Speed round's going to be hard for me. (laughs) Best business book. Oh. Wow. I can't think of one. It doesn't even have to be like, it could be a book that you wouldn't think is a business book that has had a major impact on you. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm a firm believer that that our personal alignment really impacts our business. So it's kind of a personal book, but like it'll impact your business because it'll impact you. Perfect. Um, so Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Ooh, good one. Uh, yeah. What are your daily non-negotiables? My daily non-negotiables. Um, expressing gratitude. Uh, moving my body in some form or another. Making my bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And creating, creating something. Love it. What are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for this opportunity. Honestly, this is my first legitimate podcast. So I'm really <gasps> grateful. Are you serious? Time. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's so rad. Well, so I'm be super easy on me, everyone who's listening. No, you've done such an amazing job. I would oh. never have known. So thank you. And I'm so honored that I'm your first yeah. official podcast. Um how do you balance health and hustle? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I implemented a 6 p.m. work cutoff time, um, maybe like six to 10 months ago, which has really, really helped with that. Cool. I love that. Boundaries are very important. Yes. Favorite kind of music to listen to when you work out? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, well, I have a weightlifting playlist on Spotify, which is like my picks, but honestly, I just go to the workout section because I don't have time to like compile music anymore. <laughs> I just use Spotify and I go to this uh, one playlist called Beast Mode. It's really good oh, for when you're working out. intense. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, best advice you've ever received from a mentor? Mm, I think it goes back to that sentence I shared earlier um, from a friend and mentor at the time, which is that we don't need the approval of anyone in order to pursue our dreams. Love it. What are the three main characteristics of a successful entrepreneur? Wow. Okay. Um, Grounded, passionate, and compassionate. I love that. What is the biggest lie about online business? Mm, That is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Or intense or like not fun or like not flowy. (laughs) Not flowy. That's such a good answer. (laughs) Everyone else says literally the most popular answer to that question is that it's easy. So I love that you're like that it's, it can be flowy. If you want it to be flowy, it can be flowy. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Okay. What are you most proud of in your business? Uh, Most proud of... Honestly, that I've been able to like stay grounded and like that that recent video that you were referring to, like that was a big accomplishment for me to like really come full circle and just talk about things, mm-hmm. like just share about them and not just like withdraw and like, yeah, close myself off. I think just like maintaining that ability to be open. 
I love it. What is your definition of being your own boss? Wow. Being my own boss. Um, honestly, just that like I create the rules, mm-hmm. but there really aren't any rules. <laughs> I don't very know. Very true. You, you, yeah, you make up the rules and then you probably break the rules and it's yeah. just a constant cycle. Um, <laughs> awesome. Where should people go to find more info about you and all of the amazing things that you're offering in the world? Okay. So my website would be probably the first spot, which um, was recently finished and it's beautiful. Done, so yes. So oh, nice. I'm so excited. Um, so raw-alignment.com and, or YouTube, like any social media platform, just search raw alignment. Perfect. I love Thank it. Thank you so, so much, much for, ha- like for, for having me. I feel like I, you're having me on oh, your podcast. It's my <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. No, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I'm so stoked that I'm your yeah. first official podcast. That means me a lot too. to me. I've been following you for a while now, and I'm just such a huge fan of what you're doing and what you stand for. And I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself and for showing people that you're a real human, but you're doing amazing things in the world. And it takes a lot of courage to do all of that. So congratulations and all your success. And I'm so excited to watch you just continue to skyrocket. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be on and really fun. And hopefully it was fun for everyone to listen. And yeah. Yay. And it, for sure, if you are listening and if this resonated with you, we want to hear your biggest takeaways. So screenshot this episode, whatever platform you're listening on and share it out on Instagram, tag myself and tag you. Do you want to share your handle with everyone so they can tag you? Raw alignment. <laughs> at raw alignment and then at Sunny Leonard Uzi. And we'll be sure to share them on our stories. As Absolutely. Well. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Such a powerful interview with Elise. I had so many aha moments throughout that episode, and I hope you did too. Like I said before, be sure to share out your biggest takeaways on your Instagram stories and tag myself at Sunny Leonard Uzi and Elise at Raw Alignment and let us know what you thought. We'll be sure to share it out with our tribes as well. And just so you know, this episode is sponsored by my free masterclass, thebossyoutubestrategy.com, how to double your revenue and 100x your subscriber base in the next 12 months using YouTube. If you aren't using YouTube to build your business, you're missing out on an evergreen lead machine that will build your revenue and your brand. I will see you there. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. And I'm so hopeful that it made a big impact on your day your life, and your well-being. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your fellow bosses. Congratulations on showing up for yourself today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.